Please stay tuned for important disclosure information at the conclusion of this episode. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. Great wisdom by Mark Twain. Stock market can go three ways, up, down, and sideways. Why is your portfolio only making money when the markets go up? This is Robert Kuhn. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Robert Kuhn. I am the host of Destination Retirement, as well as the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent. We're a registered investment advisory firm. And yes, we are a fiduciary. Our job is always to make sure that we give you a profoundly better investment experience. Any questions you have when it comes to investing, easiest way to get a hold of us if you want to start the conversation, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. You can visit the website, kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Click on meet with an advisor, check out everything that we have on the website. Again, everything, uh, if, you, if you know, if you've listened to the show, uh, I think what we get most often is, I was told this week our show stands above the rest uh, because we're educational in nature. And so everything that we do has always been about education, always about empowering the individual investor to make sure that they can lose less when the markets go down. That is how ultimately you're going to make more. So crazy weeks. I think, you know, like I say, I have to come up with a better opening than that because I seem to say that all the time. A lot to get to today. I want to go over who's calling in, kind of some of the questions that they're asking. Uh, it's a constant theme that I'm hearing, hearing it over and over and over again. I want to go over the Fed. Are they confused? And is that bad news? I want to talk about an emergency fund. How much should you have? We'll go over some Social Security topics, some things you should know about bear markets, and um, just whatever else comes to mind as I am going through my notes that I have written down. That's what what I do. Uh, anytime I get a, you know, a question from a listener or something that I'm hearing over and over again, I think it's my job to make sure that I'm sharing that with you. And so a couple things on questions that I'm hearing. Uh, most, well, we're very busy. Uh, that uh, probably, sh uh, you know, that goes kind of without saying. Generally, when we see uh, volatility in the markets, what, what happens is those investors that have, and listeners who have been listening for a period of time, they ultimately, you know, decide to pick up the phone and, and, and give us a call. Um, you know, my job is to shorten that because I want to make sure that you, your portfolio is set up to handle whatever is thrown your way. And I think uh, when you look at kind of what's going on in the market today, a lot of things that, well, that's never happened before. I'm starting to say that over and over and over again. And the reality is, is nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. We've never been in this situation. Um, we've never, you know, we're going to see stagflation. Is it going to be a soft landing, a hard landing? What does that mean? What doesn't it mean? Um, you know, are the markets going to go up? Are they going to go down? Should I buy the dip? Should I sell the dip? Or, you know, it's just nonstop. And what's very funny, if I, and I shouldn't say funny, and I don't mean it in, in the way, you know, that it sounded, but last year at this time when we were doing the show, you know, my biggest ask to listeners was to make sure that your fixed income holdings, your bond holdings were positioned correctly because the Fed was telegraphing that they were going to raise rates. 
the thing is, is that we didn't know when, and we didn't know how fast. And there's always something that, uh, you know, since the day I started providing financial advice, investment advice in, in this industry was, you know, the market doesn't ring a bell. The market doesn't give you time to uh, make changes. You know, when, like you look at last year, the markets are running and, and, and everything's going really, really well. And what you would hear a lot of was, well, we just need a 10% correction. Well, we just need a 10% correction. It's only 10%. A correction would be healthy. Well, it is until it's not, right? And you look at it, well, 10% becomes 15, 15 becomes 20, 20 becomes 25. And then all of a sudden it's the, oh, you know what, what do I do? And so, you know, yes, on the radio show, we talk about a lot of different topics. Uh, we had talked about Jeremy Grantham. And, and again, to the average investor, that name is like saying, you know, John Smith. I mean, probably isn't very recognizable, but he's a legend. He's a legend in the investment business. He's called many, many, you know, uh, bear markets. And he's been calling for a bear market. And, and he has been wrong until he's right. And when you look at, you know, the credentials of people like that, a lot of times when we, as an advisor, will read a research report, the first thing I think of is how do I get this out to as many listeners as I can to make sure that they're prepared? That is the job I think of an advisor, at least the advisors that we have at our firm, and certainly myself, who works with obviously, you know, listeners and, and, and clients is when I read, you know, research reports, there's a lot of sensational, uh, you know, research reports that are done and they're there to get clicks, but the industry knows or the advisor knows who you should really pay attention to and who you should listen to. So, you know, he came out and, you know, I, I don't know, it may have been, you know, three, four or five months now, uh, but he said we were in a super bubble and that fell on deaf ears for a lot of listeners. I talked about it. I talked about what he thinks. I talked about what he thought could happen. But in, you know, when you look at, you know, just kind of human emotion, you know, nature, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, that's what happens a lot of times when it comes to investing. Well, I, I continue to make money. The markets are doing this. I've got a great, you know, strategy. I'm working with a great advisor. I'm making money hand over fist. Well, until you're not. And then what happens is, well, it's just the whole sit and wait, and hopefully the markets will come back. And again, we've planted our flag in active management. We know statistically that it is going to, uh, over the longer term, is going to, to outperform uh, benchmarks. And especially when you're in kind of stock pickers markets right now, I mean, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Is it a bear market? Is it not a bear market? I mean, the reality is that, you know, there's some, I don't know what the percentage is today, but 30, 40, 50, 60%. I mean, depending upon when you look at it, you know, stocks were already in a bear market. You know, so the classic definition of a recession, two negative quarters of GDP um, or a bear market, well, 20%. I mean, do those still really apply today? You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, and it's uh, because so many people were in names that have done so, so well. And then ultimately, you know, the market didn't do so well. And, and then here we are. So I don't think, you know, tagging or, you know, saying that, you know, you have to be 20% to be a bear market. You know, I don't know if that's relevant anymore today. I mean, the reality is, you know, people are losing money and, and people are losing a lot of money. And even worse, those that are losing money, because, uh, you know, our clients and the growth funds are down as well. But the difference is, 
many of our, well, the main growth strategy is sitting in 50% cash today. Uh, the ETFs actually went 100% cash. Very rarely do they go 100% cash. And so what that means is when that money gets put back to work, ultimately you're going to make up those gains much, much faster, well, at least in theory, and that's what math tells you. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, if you want to have a conversation, uh, just give us a call and we'll, we'll set up an inter introductory call with, uh, with myself. So a lot of the calls that are coming in, uh, hearing over and over again that, you know, I'm down. Okay, fine, you're down. Uh, but what is concerning is that their fixed income holdings, their bond holdings are down anywhere from, you know, generally speaking, 7 to 20%. That's very troubling. And that's very troubling because this could have been avoided. And, you know, it, it, advisors should, if you're working with somebody, they should have reached out to you, um, at least had a conversation of, you know, hey, interest rates are here where, you know, the Fed is telegraphing that they may go here plus, you know, uh, whatever it is, 1%, 2%, 3%. Here's what could happen to your portfolio if they actually do do that. Uh, because it has been a while. I mean, we were early in on, you know, rates have to rise, rates have to rise, rates have to rise. Clients probably got tired of hearing me talking about that because rates kept going down. And when rates go down, your fixed income goes up. Well, it's just the exact opposite. When rates go up, your fixed income is going to go back down. And the challenge is that that money may take a very long time to recoup and to come back. So the questions that I'm getting are uh, twofold. One, my fixed income is down. Two, my advisor has said, we're okay. We're in a balanced portfolio. That's troubling to me. That is very, very troubling to me because what is a balanced portfolio? I mean, a balanced portfolio is what? Some stocks, some bonds. But you know, in theory, when equities go down, your bonds are supposed to go up, right? Or, or, well, maybe not go up, but at least, you know, be the portfolio stabilizer in the portfolio. So not, you're not seeing big, you know, dips. Well, here's the deal. 60-40 portfolio is down 18% for the year. And the very first question I ask somebody when they call in and they start to have a conversation with us, and if they're working with somebody else, I respect all relationships. My job is not to uh, be self-serving and say, hey, what you're doing is bad. Come work with us. I mean, tons of advisors out there that'll do that, probably more so than uh, not. My job and my first question is, how proactive was your advisor in talking about your safe money, your money that is there to uh, hopefully protect in down markets, your money that if you're in bonds, um, you know, what is the duration? Have they talked to you about making any changes? Have they talked to you about getting you know, in a bank note that can pay 10% with 30% downside protection. I mean, is there, have they talked to you? Have they been proactive? So when the interest rates start to rise, you don't see exactly what happened. And unfortunately, most people um, don't and, and, and haven't heard from their advisors about that. And then what happens is you call them and you say, hey, I'm down. And, and, and then the answer is, well, don't worry, you're going to come back. Well, maybe in theory, yes, you'll come back. Could that be five years? Could it be 10 years? Could it be 20 years? Um, you know, but more importantly, why are you paying for that type of advice? So, you know, it works until it doesn't. And, and, and that's what I want to get across in the first segment of the show that you need today strategies that um, are different, strategies that don't care what way the market's going. They're reactive strategies. They're not proactive strategies trying to guess or predict 
They're reactive. Our growth manager, yes, we're down this year. They're sitting, uh, the, well, the ETFs are now 100% cash, but the, the managed portfolio, they went 50% cash plus or minus uh, January 19th. And, you know, they've been saying the same thing for the last three or four months. That money is going to be put to work at lower prices. I just can't, I would be very disappointed uh, if I was working with an advisor and I'm down, especially the fixed income bucket being down because that could take years to come back. But, and if somebody said to me, well, don't worry, it's going to come back without saying, well, here's, yes, we're down, but here's what we've done. Here's why it's okay. Here's how we're going to recoup these losses. Here's where, you know, we don't have to sit and wait and use all those gains just to get back to even. I mean, if somebody told me that just sit and wait, you're going to be fine. And you're paying a fee. My goodness, what a phenomenal industry to be in. You can lose clients money, not be proactive in management in any way, and then charge the client one to 2%. Well, those are the clients that are calling us. Those are the clients that are calling us to have a conversation. I love that. Whether they work with us or not, certainly we want them to work with us if we can help them. But I'm just happy to hear that people are reaching out. So if that's you, if you have any questions, uh, hopefully you've listened to the show long enough to know that we're not here to pitch anything. We're here to educate. We're here to help make sure your portfolio can handle some craziness that I think is ultimately going to continue to happen especially if inflation keeps going. Uh, give us a call, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. We'll talk about the Fed after the break. Would you like your portfolio to be more certain in uncertain times? These days, there are more questions than ever. Before we can get to the answers, we have a question for you. What do you want to accomplish? Understanding the bigger picture is the first step to helping you pursue your goals today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. To schedule a complimentary call with Robert, please call 800-674-3217. Again, that's 800-674-3217. With Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise, it's in our name. Welcome back. You're listening to Destination Retirement. I am your host, Robert Kuhn. I'm also the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent. We're a registered investment advisory firm. We are a fiduciary. We do believe that if you lose less in down markets, ultimately you're going to make more. Seems pretty simple, right? But um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen for uh, individuals. Our job is to always create a profoundly better investment experience. And that is something we take very serious. It can go so many ways, um, whether it's financial planning, whether it's income planning, tax mitigation. Uh, there's so many different ways that we can make your experience better. Um, I know that a lot of people are looking for better simply because of the calls that we're getting and those that are reaching out to just want to have a conversation. So if that's you, uh, don't wait. Um, that's not a self-serving statement. Uh, markets are crazy. We want to, you know, try to minimize those losses and we want to make sure that your portfolio is set up to handle uh, really all of, you know, the what ifs and the unknowns because there are many. So give us a call 630-492-1912, 630 Four nine two nineteen twelve. Before we get into the Fed and the latest uh, interest rate hike, um, the first half of this year it actually ranks among the markets worst on record, and you know that's interesting. It, and it's not good, unfortunately. But in this business, you know, my challenge is when I look at a portfolio and I look at 
kind of a, you know, an asset allocation or, you know, diversification, which by the way, those are the two most overused phrases um, in the investment space, at least that, I mean, it's just crazy to me. Uh, people think they're diversified because they own 10 stocks or 10 ETFs or 10 mutual funds and, and bonds and, and, you know, individual bonds. That's not diversification. You own two asset classes. I don't care if it's international, emerging markets, small, mid, large growth. I mean, think about this. A lot of the modern portfolio theory, you can Google it, Google mod, modern portfolio theory. A uh, research report was done in, in the 50s, mid 50s. That, you know, basically, I'll, I'll boil it down to its simplest form that uh, diversification, spreading out the risk, ultimately reduces uh, volatility and increases your rate of return. Now, that is an oversimplification. Some may agree with it, some you know, may not agree with it, but, you know, modern portfolio theory, the efficient frontier, uh, that's basically what it is. You have to look at it. What in the world are we still, would we call today, you know, anything cutting edge in the fifties? Well, I know the answer to that question. Heck, when you look at technology, I mean, three years old, isn't even cutting edge anymore. So when that researcher's report was done, I want you to think about the statistics and kind of the environment going back to the mid-50s. You know, it's reported that 4% of households owned equity stocks, and there were 100-plus, just over 100-plus mutual funds. Uh, the deficit was absolutely nothing. Um, and, and that report may have worked, you know, for that time. It's a very good report in that it's easy to sell and it sounds really good to those that don't have a real working knowledge of the investment space because this is you know what we do every day. And, and on paper, it looks really good and it probably makes a whole lot of sense to you. But you know, let's look at today. You know, we have what 64% of households own equities in some form or fashion, 100,000 plus mutual funds, ETFs. I mean, the world has changed drastically. Just obviously look at the debt, right? But, you know, so why are advisors still utilizing a risk management strategy that was written in the 50s? And it's, uh, I'll tell you why, it's because it's easy. And it's easy for them to manage money that way, not have to be proactive, not have to educate clients. And there's safety in numbers. If you're losing money, everybody's losing money, and, and I'm still going to get my fee. So, you know, hopefully everybody is wising up to that. Uh, we need to bring risk management uh, to the 20, well, you know, to 2022 levels at a minimum. And, you know, a lot of the strategies, you know, we're big quant managers and belief in, you know, quantitative analysis, which is, you know, basically mathematics, and, and it's not caring or trying to predict what's going to happen in the market because nobody knows, but it's having strategies in place that can react. It's not, you know, we're not trying to predict. Nobody's, I mean, I guess you could predict the market. I've, I've yet to see anybody do that consistently over the long term. Now, a lot of my trader buddies, I know they're going to probably listen to the show and say, well, I do it. And there's a lot of people that can do it, but unless you're a professional doing it with, again, they're following a model though. And, and that's what we want to bring to the market today is managers that use quantitative analysis. Generally, they have had very, very good track records of missing a lot of the down and being able to participate in a lot of the up. It's not day trading. I mean, it, it's just you, you allocate when allocation needs to happen. But, you know, those managers that are the best of the best, they don't need your money. 
I mean, they just don't need your money. They don't need any outside money. The firm is, you know, they've grown their money from, you know, a couple hundred million, maybe to a billion dollars. So they just don't take outside money. So the next best um, way to get access to those managers are managers that you can't get to direct, but through relationships like ours, well, we can bring you access to those managers. So again, um, you know, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, if you want to have a conversation. So yeah, the first half of this year certainly ranks among the worst on record for stocks, uh, with the S&P 500 actually lost about a fifth of its value. But again, um, you know, everybody, unfortunately, they need to lose money. They need to see that it's not necessarily their, their portfolio is why it was going up. It's just the fact that the markets were going up. You know, I've seen research reports that say 80% of the movement of a, uh, 80% of the return of the stock is simply just the movement of the market, whether it's going up or down. So think about that. It really doesn't matter, you know, if you believe the research, and these are very credentialed PhDs that, that you know, have a lot of time on their hands. They're very well-respected in the industry. And if they're now saying that 80% of the return of an investment is simply based on market movement, well, don't you think that you should probably ditch the, I want to own small, mid, large growth value, international, emerging markets. I want to own all of those style boxes, which on paper, again, it's a really nice pitch. It sounds really good in theory. Wouldn't you just want to be in the investments based on the computers that are going to tell you, well, at least show where the money flow is going. Because if 80% of the return is based on money flows and movement, well, I think we'd want to overweight those strategies and then underweight those strategies that are not, or those asset classes that are not receiving asset flows because they're probably going to go down. Again, it, it seems so basic and so simple to me. But when I talk about that with individuals, it's just new to you, the listener. It's not a new revolutionary philosophy of management. It's just now that kind of $100,000 client to, you know, $5 million client, they now can have access to those types of strategies where you used to need substantial amounts of money, you know, to get in, you know, with technology, again, technology, technology, technology. Well, let's use technology to manage risk and let's let the computers decide because they can do things that just the human brain can't do. Again, doesn't mean it's perfect please don't walk away with that. Uh, we like to say, you know, a strategy works when it doesn't work all of the time. And there are certain periods of time of underperformance, but they've always done a good job of, of getting, at least the managers we use have, have done a good job of getting you, um, well, one of them's never fully participated in a bear market. I mean, that's pretty strong. In 2008, they were down 10%. You know, and the markets are down 37. So what does that mean? Well, that's just less to make up before you actually start growing your money again. So yes, there are a lot of mounting fears. I mean, we're hearing a recession. The Fed is, you know, coming down. That kind of leads me into to what's going on with the Fed. Now, are they confused? And is that bad news? Well, the answer is, again, it, you can have all of the credentials you want. You can have all of the alphabet soup after your name. And MBA, PhD, you know, doctor, I mean, just CFAs. I mean, the lists and the acronyms are long in the finance business. But the reality is nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to go on. And there's no better example of that than listening to what the Fed was saying. Oh, really? You know, even I think as, as near term as, you know, three months ago, but certainly over the summer and the fall last year, that inflation was transitory. And, and that was kind of a new phrase, a new catchphrase. 
Um, and you started hearing everybody start to say it. Well, it's transitory. Well, it's transitory. Well, it's transitory. It's like, well, okay. Um, how do you know, number one? But what if it's not? Well, here we are today, and it wasn't so transitory, was it? It's just like any time, and, and this kind of takes us back to, you know, the 08, um, you know, crash of subprime. And any time, one thing I've learned in this industry is that when anybody says, don't worry about something definitively, I start to worry, especially when the Fed comes out and says, you know, don't worry about it. It's this, it's that. I, the radar goes up. And, you know, in 08, the Fed was saying, you know, uh, Alan Greenspan at the time that, and then Ben Bernanke, that subprime, um, it just couldn't bring down the market. It just couldn't bring down the market because it was such a, you know, a small percentage of the overall housing space. Well, look at what happened, right? I mean, you know, so when somebody says don't do it um, or it's never this or it's never that or, you know, definitively don't worry, well, now's the time you need to worry. It's kind of like, you know, back when, you know, in the early 2000s, and hopefully you like these stories or try to give you the insight of, you know, kind of, you know, an advisor, a stockbroker, a financial planner, an investment consultant, what have you. Um, but you know, Wall Street, you know, would very rarely put sell ratings on stocks. I mean, think about it. If the bank's trying to get investment banking business from XYZ company, yet their analysts on the other side of the house are telling their clients to sell the stocks, well, I mean, that makes it very hard. It's one of the conflicts of interest which run rampant in this business, in this industry. But the so the old adage was if 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 an analyst had a hold rating on a stock, well, it was actually a sell. So it's, you know, I mean, so you just have to make sure that um, you, again, have a strategy in place that could, that has different return drivers, different return levers that, you know, has something in place that isn't just stocks or bonds. Maybe it's, you know, four or five different strategies that you don't even know that exist, but are now able to get you, um, you know, for example, we had a bank note, uh, big bank, you know, one of the largest banks in the world. Uh, it was a bank note and it paid 10% and it had a 30% buffer on it, meaning you didn't lose a penny until the market was down 30%. And then if it was down 31, you were down one, down 32, you were down two and so on. So if we're in a sideways market, right, that is a way that you can still get paid. You can still have cash flow. You can still have money coming in when everybody else is just trying to, you know, catch back up to, you know, a, pre a prior level that they were at. Or, you know, just seeing the market go up, down, up, down, up, down, but ultimately it goes nowhere. So you have to look at the world differently. But those strategies before, you needed substantial amounts of money to access. Today, 10, uh, you can do it for $1,000. Don't let the fact that it's a low minimum investment um, deter you from, well, that might not be a great strategy. It's a fantastic strategy. Again, there's risks involved of everything. There's pros, there's cons. Um, but those are the things that we have to think about. So. Is the Fed confused? I think they are. And we'll talk more about that. And then we'll get into uh, emergency funds and a couple of things about bear markets after the break. 630-492-1912. If you want to have a conversation, 630-492-1912. Are you considering buying an annuity? Or did you buy an annuity because you were promised stock market-like returns with no downside? If you own the wrong annuity, there is a great chance you've experienced little to no growth over the past few years. In many instances, the insurance agent received more in commission than many have in actual investment growth. If you'd like to learn more about our annuity repair strategy, please call Robert, 800-674-3217. Again, that's 800-674-3217. With Kuhn Capital Partners, 
Partnership isn't just a promise, it's in our name. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. My name is Robert Kuhn. Well, I'm the host of this radio show, as you know, but I am also the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent. We're a registered investment advisory firm. We're a fiduciary. Uh, we've planted our flag, as you know, in active management, not just buy and hold and charge a fee when that client could do that on their own. That's certainly not us. Uh, but our job is absolutely to make a profoundly different investment experience for everybody that we work with. It could be substantially different, whether it's financial planning, income maximization, tax reduction strategies. Uh, I mean, the list is, is very, very long. So uh, if you want to have any questions with us, that's my job. My job is to, I hear it over and over again, Rob, I've been listening to you for a year or two years or six months, and I finally decided to reach out to you. Uh, just give us a call. Let's have a conversation as, you know, as I am on the radio is pretty much as I am in real life, especially when we talk. It's all about education. It's all about learning what you're doing, making sure that you know what you're doing. If you're unhappy, let me explain why. If you're happy and you think things are doing really well, let me make you know sure that and confirm that uh, that you are doing well and why you're doing well, which I think is the most important thing. So again, just have a conversation, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. So is the Fed confused? I don't know. I mean, you know, you tell me if the Fed is confused. I know they said one thing and something totally different happened. And, and I don't know if it's their fault. I think it's just the reality of the situation is that um, what are they going to say? Yeah, we're going to go into a a raging inflationary environment with very little growth. I mean, well, that's stagflation. So they're going to run, you know, create runs on the bank. I mean, th their job is not to do that. So yeah, I think they're confused. I don't, I think we're facing a set of circumstances that we've never faced before. So I think you can throw out uh, all history books. I think an advisor that says they know what is going to happen. That's somebody you probably don't want to work with. I know that if you're still leaning on fixed income. That's probably not, well, I know that's not the best place to be because there are other strategies out there. This week, there was an offering by Citibank. And this is an investment advice. This is an example of what it is that through our relationships that we can bring to the table through a Charles Schwab or a TD Ameritrade and then some institutional partners. Uh, but it was a five-year note. So I talk a lot about bank notes. You've heard me talk a lot about them. They're not new in any way, shape, or form. They're probably new to you because they've been used institutionally and in the uh, private bank space forever. So really simple. Again, it's backed by City. So what are you buying? Well, you're buying City's credit. Okay, that is what you're buying. It's not backed by the government. It's not backed by FDIC. It's backed by the bank. Most banks are very, very strong today. Even if we do uh, go through, you know, returns that are as bad as 2008. I think it's a totally different situation. Uh, banks, I don't want to say they're overcapitalized, but I think, you know, we don't need to worry about, as of right now, the safety of the bank. So this note um, is very unique and it's very new. And we hear a lot of people say, well, that sounds too good to be true. How can they do that? You know, institutions can do things. Hedging, we talk a lot about hedging on the radio. They can hedge away risk in ways that you and I can't. They can create index options that we can't readily, you know, buy off of, uh, well, I say off the shelf, but it is off the shelf. So uh, it was a five-year note, um, but it could also be one year. Okay. So here is the deal. If it closes, it closes, um, I think it's next week, but 
it, let's just assume it closed today. Okay. I know it's Saturday, but let's just assume it closed. Well, let's say it closes Monday. So it locks in the closing value of the S&P 500 uh, at the close of Monday. One year from that day, if the S&P is up, then you uh, get your money back. You get, uh, eight, the di distribution was 10.01%. Uh, so you get your principal back and you get 10%, a little bit more than 10%, but for simple math, it's 10%, okay? So you invest on Monday, they lock in the value of the S&P on Monday. One year from now, if the s and is up, the note's over, you get your principal plus 10% back. If the note, if the S&P is down, then the note lives on for another four years. Here's what you get, 100% of the S&P 500 on the upside, 100%, and your principal is protected. Now, again, it's protected by Citibank, okay? So it's not FDIC insured, it's not by the government, but your principal is 100% principal returned to you in five years or four more years, no matter what happens in the market. So here's a way to look at that. Well, you can get 10% if the market's up one, if it's up two, if it's up five, if it's up eight, you're getting 10%. If it's up 20, well, you're still getting 10%, okay? But if the note is, if the S&P is down, well, then you're gonna own it for another four years. And for that bucket of money, again, it's not for 100% of your money, but you get 100% of whatever the S&P 500 does on the upside, and your principal is protected, so nothing on the down. So is that something you should learn about? Well, I think so. I mean, absolutely, it should be a consideration, a piece of the pie. Those are the strategies that, again, it's so unique in that I'm probably one out of 50 advisors that will ever talk about that on the radio. Um, that would ever talk about that in a client meeting because it's confusing to investors. And most, most advisors, they want to talk about topics you know because if they talk about topics you know, you're going to be able to make a decision and they're going to be able to get you as a client. So what you have happen is most advisors are going to show you what looked good. This is what we would have done. So here's my performance in the rearview mirror the last five years, last seven years, last 10 years. That is 100% irrelevant to what's going to happen. Just look at the 60-40 portfolio. I mean, on paper, it's kicked butt since the mid-80s. Going forward, you're looking at maybe 35 to 4% a year uh, over the next 10 years. So, you know, again, just silliness in this industry. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, and uh, let's have a conversation. So. Uh, emergency fund. Um, I think that is, you know, we hear a lot of, well, interest rates, hopefully, you know, with rates going up, we'll start to actually make, you know, a little bit of money on our, you know, in our checking account, our savings account, our money markets, et cetera. But I think the good rule of thumb, it, it really depends what stage of life you're in. Okay. I think when, and, and I think, you know, what they say about opinions, right? But everybody's going to have a different opinion. And in my thought process, if you're still working, and you um, are, you know, have a, have a decent income and you're pretty confident about that income, uh, or if you're a husband and wife and you're both working, even if one loses a job, it's not the end of the world. But I think a good rule of thumb is six to 12 months of an emergency fund that is just there that's, you know, will give you a period of time to recoup, to reevaluate if, if the what if happens. You lose your job, something happens. I think six to 12 months is, is generally a good school of thought. 
Now, I understand that a lot of people are, are paycheck to paycheck. Um, the only savings you have is within your 401k. That's okay. Keep putting that money to work. Um, here's the good news. If you're at a 401k company, you know, Empower or ING or Fidelity or Charles Schwab or Vanguard, um, a lot of instances you have access to what's called a self-directed option inside of your 401k. What that means is you can still contribute to the 401k, but you can actually move that to a brokerage account and it's still in your 401k. It doesn't move, doesn't leave, still contribute as normal. It's just now you have the access for professional money management. We're doing a lot of that. I can, I mean, hundreds of companies in the Chicagoland area have access to that and we can actually manage that money. So if you have any questions on that, if you want to know if your company um, has the access to that, uh, reach out 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. We do have a list. Uh, the list may not be the most recent. Uh, easiest way is to call your 401k provider and ask if you have a self-directed uh, option inside of your 401k. They'll know what you're talking about. And if you do, uh, ask them, how much can we put in that self-directed option? Usually it's, you know, like with the airlines, uh, those uh, pilots that we work with, you know, they can move, you know, typically 95% of the 401k to the self-directed option. So there'll be some sort of, you know, component that you may need to leave in the traditional 401k. But the reason you want to do that is when you look at uh, 401ks today, I'm amazed what limited options they have. And by moving the money to a self-directed option, well, you can invest in anything that broker-dealer has. So Fidelity or Schwab or Vanguard or, or what have you. And most importantly, you can get professional money management. So if you do have access to that and you want to learn about kind of our 401k money management strategy, give us a call, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. And we will uh, certainly uh, share with uh, kind of thoughts, philosophies, performance, and whatnot. Um, I was going to talk about bear markets, but we talk about bear markets so much. Um, I don't really want to get into that anymore. Um, just know that, you know, I think the industry has done a great job of educating individuals um, how important compounded growth is. I mean, you know, over time, we, we should know that. I Hopefully you do know that now. I don't think the industry has done a good enough job of articulating, explaining in layman's terms. Um, just how destructive big portfolio losses can be and how if you lose 30%, you have to get, you know, 43, 44, 45% just to get back to a level that you once were. And if you're pulling money out of um, that portfolio to live on, that is even worse. And so, you know, that's just money that can't, you know, be recouped that, that you can't grow anymore. So we need to do a better job of that. And we have some really fantastic software, some illustrations that kind of just show you how devastating losses are. And every advisor talks the same thing. You know, we're going you know, to manage risk. We're going to manage, you know, uh, the downside. But yet you're just simply tracking the market up and down and you're paying a fee for that right. So if you want to see that, you know, reach out. We'll certainly share with you. One other thought before we come up against a break here and then we get to our last segment, we're going to talk about sequence of return risk and, uh, you know, a couple of things that Jamie Diamond, you know, said a few weeks back that we talked about. But the, uh, if you're 59 and a half and you're still working, a lot of individuals that I have talked with in the last week or two, they're 59 and a half and they're actually still working. Most of them did not know that there's a high likelihood that the, well, the IRS says 
that at 59 and a half, you can actually take your current 401k, even while you're working, and move it to an IRA. You still contribute the balance of it, the bulk, you know, whatever the balance is. And you still contribute to the 401k as normal. Um, you know, that's certainly, um, you know, you contribute, the company match, if they do match, nothing changes there. You're just able to take that lump sum of whatever value is in the 401k, do an in-service age-based distribution, no taxes because it's going to an IRA, um, and then invest it. And why would you want to do it? Well, it's exactly why you would want to do the in-service withdrawal. There's very few places to hide inside of a 401k unless you're going to go to cash because, you know, fixed income and target date funds, like we've talked a lot about on the radio, um, there's just significant limitations again. Uh, so if you're over 59 and a half, call your 401k provider, ask if they allow an age-based in-service distribution. If they do, give us a call. We'll provide some information, some options for you. Uh, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. When we get back, we're going to talk about um, sequence of return risk, and it's really a danger to your retirement that you may not know about. So when we come back, that's what we're going to get to. You are listening to Robert Kuhn, Destination Retirement, 630-492-1912. Hoping is good. Knowing is better. You are unique, and your investments and plans should reflect that. Investors today want defined outcomes, not investments that simply track the stock market up and down. Did you know most of all mutual funds and managed accounts by Prospectus must stay fully invested no matter how good or bad the stock market is? There is a better way. We want our clients to use portfolio gains to compound their investments, not make up for portfolio losses. Schedule a complimentary call with Robert. With Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise. It's in our name. Welcome back. Listening to Destination Retirement. Thank you. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, if you're listening, a uh, repeat listener, and you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Welcome back. Want to let everybody know that we do podcast every show. Uh, you can listen to all of the past shows uh, going back, oh, I think for a year, maybe. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, at our website, KUHNCP.com, KUHNCP.com. So uh, give them a listen. It's unique that, you know, kind of our thoughts and processes and uh, procedures and uh, just kind of, you know, our philosophies, they're all there for you to listen to. And I think that's very unique, uh, especially in the financial advice space. So, you know, what we were saying last month, six months ago, 12 months ago, 14 months ago. I think it's just good to listen to. Um, you know, if I'm going to entrust somebody to manage our money, I want to know their philosophies. I want to know their philosophies in good times and in bad times and inflationary times. Uh, just don't settle for the same old song and dance, you know, buy and hold. Uh, what we would have done would have been better, but we're going to just craft this portfolio that uh, is going to sit there and just track the market up and down, and you're going to pay a fee for that. So if you're tired of that money management style, which I would probably venture to guess 95% of advisors subscribe to that because it's fantastic for them uh, because they get their fee and they don't have to manage risk and they can be out there trying to find new money. Um, you know, just uh, if you're tired of that, give us a call 630-492-1912. 630-492-1912. We'll answer any questions you have. We'll talk about our philosophies. We'll, we'll talk about what you like, what you don't like. We'll stress test your portfolio. Uh, all complimentary, you know, generally $100,000 or more. 
Um, we like to say that wealth isn't a definitive number. Um, I think whatever you have, you're wealthy. If it's a hundred thousand, you're wealthy. If it's 5 million, 10 million, you're wealthy. What other people have is truly irrelevant. And I've seen the under million dollar space is so neglected uh, with cutting edge strategies. It, it just is. A lot of the big banks, the big brokerage firms, you know, they want multiple seven figures. And, you know, we have clients that have that and they're great clients. Um, and, and we have clients that have much less than that. And, you know, um, and they're, they're great clients too. And so we like to let everybody know that our uh, expertise, our intellectual capital, our strategies, um, you know, as long as you have, you know, 50,000 at a minimum, you know, our, the way we manage money is scalable. So you're going to get the same, you know, advice that, that we're going to give our five to $10 million clients. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, and we'll set up that conversation. So went through a lot today. Um, you know, the kind of the style of the show is uh, just whatever comes to my mind. I think it's important because, you know, as listeners call in, I get a sense of kind of what their concerns are, what their worries are. And I just want to share those with you because if, you know, people who, you know, we all kind of move in herds, you know, some way. And so if it's bothering you, it's probably bothering somebody else. So, um, you know, let's have that conversation. So let's talk about sequence of return risk. Uh, we like to say that it's a danger to your retirement that you may not know about. Again, you're going to get, I don't want to say hard hitting because it's too pitchy, but you're going to get topics here that most people wouldn't want to talk about, certainly on the radio, uh, because it's hard to articulate it. And it, sometimes it can get a little techy or a little technical. Uh, but sequence of return risk is simply nothing other than um, do you retire in a good period where the markets are up first in retirement and then they go down? Or do you retire in a, in a rough market period like 08 or 09 or like now where we might see right out of the gate, you know, 10%, 15%, 20%, 30%, 40% down. And then you have the good years uh, later on in retirement. And, you know, here's a newsflash. You, I guess you can determine when you retire. Well, of course you can. Uh, but a lot of times you're at the mercy of wherever the market's at. So had you retired in 06 and 07, um, you know, where we had a, you know, we certainly had some good years, but then immediately we hit 08, where the markets peaked to trough, we're down 50 some odd percent. Well, that's a really challenging period, especially if you're taking money right out of the portfolio, ultimately to cash flow your retirement. Um, now, had you retired after 08 and you didn't experience those big losses, and you just experienced this crazy run-up in the market we've had since 09, um, you know, you're, you're, and now you're feeling, you know, the pain of the market. Well, it's not affecting you as much because you had all of those years in the beginning to build up that portfolio value. And now we're seeing these, you know, these big losses. It's, it's probably not going to affect you as much as it would affect somebody who experienced those big losses right out of the gate. And then the good years, you know, down the road. And, and, and that's all sequence of return risk is, is when you retire, where is the market? Just because you can experience or you could handle a loss. I said this, you know, the other day when I was talking with a listener, you know, let's say you have multiple seven figure portfolio 
And so, yeah, losing 20% stinks. You know, we hate to look at the statement and it's no fun, right? But you're not worried about paying your bills, okay? But should you experience that loss just because financially you could handle that? So, I mean, the answer to that hopefully is no, right? I mean, it's not, you know, just because you can experience it, you're not going to have to worry about paying your bills. That doesn't mean you should uh, subject yourself to those kind of losses. And towards the latter part of, um, or the middle of last segment, I talked about, you know, when we look at, you know, strategies, and if you look at the markets, they can go up, they can go down, and they can go sideways. And so, yes, we want to have exposure to strategies that will do well if the market goes up. That's just going to kind of track the market. But here's where we're different, is we're going to add two or three or four additional strategies that can at least still pay you if the markets go down to a certain level, like that buffer note I talked about that was offered by Citibank, and it was principal protected. Again, Citibank's credit, it's not FDIC insured, so it's, you know, it's backed by the bank, of course. Um, but, you know, as a five-year note, after the first year, if the market was up at all, you got, you know, roughly 10%, uh, then the note was over. You got your principal back plus a 10. If the market was down, well, then you continued to own that note for another four years, but your principal was protected and you had 100% of the upside of the market. So explain to me why that shouldn't be um, a piece of the overall pie. So again, if we want to look at growth strategies, right? Okay, well, our growth strategies, again, we planted our flag in, in, in the active camp, the active management. We're not going to be a closet index fund. We're not going to, you know, do just have a portfolio that simply tracks the market up and down and and then you pay us a fee for it. We want active management, and we're going to share that with you. Uh, but what about the protection bucket? What strategies are you going to have in the protection bucket that if we do trade sideways, which I think is a very realistic you know, possibility that we go up a little, we go down a little, we go up, we go down, we go up, we go down, but net-net, we're, we're kind of in a sideways market. Well, you still need to make money. I mean, it, isn't that your advisor's job is to still bring strategies in place that can make money? So, you know, we have income strategies that can give you, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10%, as long as, you know, with buffers, as long as markets don't go down 30, the indices that it's tracking, you're going to make whatever that coupon is. And a lot of times we're seeing that be almost double digits. Uh, why shouldn't that make up a piece of the pie? So if the markets do trade sideways, you're still getting above average historical returns. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Four nine two nineteen twelve. If you want to learn more about it, again, minimum investment for those strategies, a thousand dollars. The minimum investment it used to be it was definitely six figures. In a lot of instances, it was a seven-figure net worth requirement just to have access to those strategies. But now, with you know the evolution of technology, it can become now mainstream. So new to you, not new to the investment world. So those are the things that that we want to talk about. So. Uh, before we close up shop here for the week, I want to go, you know, a few weeks back, we talked about Jamie Dimon and Jamie Dimon said there was a hurricane coming and, um, you know, we just didn't know if it was going to be a cat one or if it was going to be a cat five. And, but, you know, the, the clouds were on the horizon and they're coming right at us. You know, when you hear those types of credentialed individuals, whether you like them or not, it's hard to argue with with his success at managing, you know, one of the world's largest banks. I appreciate the fact that somebody of his stature would come out and just give an honest opinion. I mean, he could be wrong, just like all of us. But if you look, and, and what he said 
that kind of, I took it a step further when I was reading something. And again, when I read stuff, I get excited a lot of times because I want to get it into listeners' hands. I want to get it into investors' hands because in, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, further on in that interview or that speech he was giving, um, he said the bank was preparing for, you know, lower returns for the potential headwinds that they would face. So if a bank like a J.P. Morgan Chase is preparing for the what ifs, why are you not? Just ask yourself that. Why? Why are you not preparing your portfolio for that? And I'm not going to put it on you. It's not your fault. It's your advisor's fault. If you are tracking the market up and then down and then up and then down, and if you're paying a fee for that, you're the investor that we want to immediately have a conversation with because there's a better way. Working with an advisor is not a lifelong contract. To change firms is simple. You sign a piece of paper, Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or whoever we use as your custodian um, to keep your accounts at. They go, they get the money from wherever it's at. Four days later, it's now in your new account. Um, no taxes if it's an IRA. Um, we just move over everything as is, and now we implement a much better thought-out strategy, a much more sophisticated strategy, a strategy that doesn't need the market just to go straight up ultimately to make money. Like that note I was sharing with you before, I mean, we've got a 30% buffer to lose money to make 7 to 10%, depending upon where the pricing is, right? I mean, the bank, the variables there are the bank, who's, you know, who's backing it? Is it Goldman? Is it Bank America? Is it uh, whatever bank is backing it? What are the indices it's following? And then what's the downside protection? What, the, what is a coupon paying? So we can get access to custom notes for as little as a million dollar investment. Now, you don't need to put a million dollars in it. It's just me as a firm. We need to have a million dollars to put into a custom note. And that note is then created by the bank. And then it's held at Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or wherever you know, we custody and you're comfortable with custodying your assets uh, with. So what we're doing now, especially what's going on in the market, is we're saying, okay, how much would you put into a strategy like this? So we'll get commitments of 1 million, 3 million, 5 million, whatever that number is. And then we'll go out and then we'll dictate the terms that we want. And then um, we'll see which bank comes back and agrees with those terms and prices the note as we want them to. And then we own that investment. And if we're in a sideways market, it's pretty dang nice knowing that you could get, you know, seven to 10% um, that's backed by the bank's credit. Again, not FDIC, not backed by the government, but you know, most of the big banks, well, the only banks that we're using, I mean, are, are very credit worthy. Um, so, you know, if the markets go down 30 and we can still get seven to 10, man, we're hitting a home run. So with that being said, 630-492-1912, 630-492. 1912. Give us a call. Let's have a conversation. Everybody make it a great week. Again, 630-492-1912. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Kuhn Capital Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Any statement regarding such matters is explanatory and may not be relied upon as definitive advice. Opinions expressed are current as of the date of this recording, and such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of Kuhn Capital Partners. 
any reference to guarantees, principal or income, protection, buffers, or defined outcome investments are generally structured notes or fixed insurance products backed by the claims paying ability of the offering company and are not insured by any government agency. Kuhn Capital Partners is not affiliated with any guests unless otherwise stated and does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of any data presented. Kuhn Capital Partners and its affiliates are not responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions in this recording. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including but not limited to the potential loss of principal. Advisory services are offered through Kuhn Capital Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor.